The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast. I'm Hannah Fox. And I'm Alice Reed. And we're back again. We are we're back keeping again. Keeping it going. We're doing a really good job of keeping to our New Year's resolution of getting podcasts out regularly. I'm pretty impressed with us because we are now four months in. To 2022. Yeah. To doing our New Year's resolution. So yeah, and we've done Usually quite a few. they last for like, what, a month? <laughs> yeah. And that's about it. <laughs> we, we, haven't, we haven't gone off the boil yet. No. We've kept pretty much to every other week, haven't we? Do you know what I would love to do? Mm. Grow our audience. Yeah, well, yeah, me too. How can we? Oh, we need to put some effort in, don't we? Yeah, how can we make our podcast massive? I need to get my boobs out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not going to do it, to be honest. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how well that would work in an audio medium. Yeah. It's, it's not my brightest idea. <laughs> It'd just be like, for the benefit of the tape, Hannah has exposed her breasts. Alice is just rocking and crying in a corner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so not so if not that, um well, I don't know. You I'm, need to just get out there a bit more, I suppose. So I'm quite jealous of other podcasts that have a Patreon. Not mm. because I want anyone to give us any money, but because it seems to be a platform for them to engage with people who are listening to them. Do you know what I want to do? I want to start doing the adverts for HelloFresh. You know, that's that's what we're missing, I think. The ad- oh, You know, yeah. if you get really big in podcasting, you get to do the HelloFresh adverts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm after. Is HelloFresh good value? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 40% off the new customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed more and more adverts on the podcasts I'm listening to. Um, I don't know how to do it. I think we're meant to, like, do... Like calls to action, like say, okay, guys, if you're really listening, if you're really enjoying the podcast, you know, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. I just don't feel comfortable telling people what to do. Yeah, we're just, we're too chill. That's what we yeah, are. Yeah. Not bossy enough. You don't have to give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Don't worry about it. Yeah, what yeah. What we like. <laughs> yeah, you do you. But no, it's a, it's, it's a good point because you do wonder how anyone ever gets. I, do you know what, though? I do think quite a few podcasters have done other things. So like there's one I've listened to in the past called And That's Why We Drink. Oh yeah. And one of the girls off there definitely works for like oh I don't know, like it's not MTV, but it's something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like I think sometimes people are they're already kind of known for doing something yeah. else. And they're better on social media than we are, let's face it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not very good at social media. Put the work in. Yeah, yeah. Seen any good movies this week? Oh, I have seen. So I had the pleasure of an advanced review screener of a British horror called Homebound, which I reviewed for Horrified magazine. 
Really enjoyed it. Really well made film. Not the film about the three, the two dogs and the cat that tried to get home. Is that Homeward Bound? That is Homeward Bound. Yes. Yeah, no, this also is also a good movie. This is sort of like a domestic thriller with a sort of spooky style. It's got Ashleen Loftus in, who I believe was in. Was she in Mr. Selfridge? Oh, okay. And yeah, it, it's yeah. Got, I um, know you mean. Oh, God. The guy out of Humans, the Channel 4 drama, I think, called Tom Goodman Hill. Okay. I've not seen and it. And basically, either. they're a newly married couple and they're driving to the country to the house of his ex wife, where she is going to meet his kids from his previous marriage. Mm. And when they get there, the ex-wife isn't home and they text her and she declines to come and meet them. But the kids are there and it's like she sort of just left them to fend for themselves. But as the, as the visit goes on, things get a bit weirder and weirder. When you take the credits away, it's 65 minutes long. Beautiful length for a horror film. <laughs> um, yeah. Really nicely made, really tense, really ominous. Um, I really enjoyed it. It went out, uh, at the cinema. Last Friday. Is it Monday today? Yeah. It went live on digital today. I think it's um, got a lot, lot to recommend it. Homebound, okay. It's by a guy called Sebastian Godwin. It's his first feature. He's written it and directed it. Yeah, it's just a really well-made, extremely tense, really uncomfortable film. There's a sort of... A lot of the tension starts off coming from social awkwardness because the wife, Holly, the character's called, is obviously just a bit uncomfortable with how things are done. She thinks it's weird that the kids have been left alone. Mm. She thinks it's weird that her husband, Richard, isn't more concerned. She's, But she's a bit of an outsider, so it's like difficult, you know, when it's your husband's kids from his previous family, family uh, previous marriage, how much can you say? The kids are weird. Mm. But that sort of gives way to different kinds of tension. And it just just dials up the tension continually, and then of course, after an hour of that, you get the the finale. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I won't tell you too much about it. What would you uh, give it stars wise? I think definitely four, definitely four, maybe four and a half. It's the sort of film. So the way I describe it, it's got a. I said in my review, it's got a long lingering finish because after having seen it, I find my mind keeps wandering back to it. So it may be that in time, especially if I watch it again, I may nudge it up to four and a half, but it's definitely a solid four. Mm. Yeah, recommended, and it is on streaming now. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll hunt it out. That'll be my homework for this week. Yeah. I'll give it a go. Um, performances, I would quickly say, really good, especially Ashleen Loftus in the main character, because she just does a really nuanced, believable performance of somebody who's sort of like really keen to make a good impression and not rock the boat, but also just a bit uncomfortable and nonplussed and increasingly just unhappy with how things are being done around her. Yeah, really good. Hmm. That's one thing I've watched. Something else I've watched. So, as you know, I'm a big fan of quality indie horror film production. I do. There's a production company called Rubicon Films who have made two feature films that I really enjoyed. I think I've heard of them, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. It just really rings a bell. <laughs> You're quite the musician. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first film was really low budget, but really done well. It was a film called Hex, set during the English Civil War. And basically, 
two soldiers on either side, after a battle, bump into each other in the woods and realise that they're on opposing sides. So they try and kill each other for a bit, but they end up having to band together because they've wandered into the woods where a witch is meant to live. So for their own safety, they kind of have to cooperate a bit. One of the reasons I loved Hex, despite being made on a low budget, it's just got a real ring of truth. Like, it's very difficult with low-budget film, especially period film, to get away from that feeling like you're just watching live-action roleplay. But they've done a really great job of making you feel like you're in the past. So it's a really simple story. You know, it's really just two actors on screen till right at the very end. But they, they did that very well. So I'm a big fan of Hex. And the second feature film they did was called The Droving. And I think it's in Cumbria. There's a festival, like a sort of pagany festival called The Droving, where they have a sort of spooky parade through the town. And they, they actually got permission to film their film The Droving while this was going on. So for the finale, you know, there's like a, an exciting chase scene through this eerie, slightly Wicker Man style parade. But what that's basically about is a guy who goes to this rural part of England because his sister disappeared during a previous droving festival and he's trying to find her. And again, that's another really good, like high quality, low budget indie film. And the reason I mention both of these, first of all, to recommend them, mm. I love them both, really good. And um, But also because, so Rubicon Films, the main people behind it are George Popov, who's a Bul- Bulgarian-born director, and Jonathan Russell. And I think Popov directs, and Russell does a lot of the writing, or I think they do the writing together. But their latest project that they've done, you might quite like it, they've stuck on digital streaming platforms They've made a documentary just about the myths and legends surrounding forests in England. Oh, I would like that. Yeah, so it's got these beautifully just shot scenes of the forest they're talking about. And George Popov is narrating, talking about the legends there. And there's some, you know, they've interspersed it with artwork. But it's really interesting because when I heard about this, I thought, oh, I bet bet it's all stuff I know anyway. You know, it's going to be, have you heard of Black Shuck? Mm, Have you heard of Hearn the Hunter? But no, a lot of it was stuff, you know, have you heard of ghosts? But a lot of it was stuff I genuinely hadn't heard of and places I hadn't heard of. Like um, there's this place called, I think, Wisman Woods it was, where they've got these spectral hounds called the Wished Hounds that might be these hell hounds. And there there was another one like the Pig Man of Cannock Chase or something. Oh, wow. So it was stuff I'd never heard of and it was just quite a... A bit more local. Yeah, yeah, Mm. and quite a nice sort of... Relaxing experience just to be looking at these beautifully shot scenes of the forest in question while they're telling you about these local legends. Mm. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that. It was sort of like um, if you like finding those YouTube videos where somebody will just be telling you about myths and legends. I love all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like over an hour of that, but with, Mm. you know, much more professionally shot images. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And you might even like it better than me because... X-Files wise, who's the, I'm the woman, aren't I? Who's the woman? So you are the Gillian Anderson character. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't, I don't believe in the super. Scully, Dana Scully. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm definitely interested in legends, but I have no belief in the supernatural. Yeah. Whereas you, you I'm do have a bit older. of a, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very open minded. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't, I'm not one of these people that I'm not, um, like sort of sold on anything in particular. I'm just very open to there being more in this world than we can know about and understand. Yeah, like so, pigmen. Like pigmen for a start. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed watching that as well. 
So, but I just recommend Rubicon films in general. Mm. Um, yeah, really good stuff. Really good stuff. Sounds so, like you've had a good good week of films, actually. Yeah, mm. I'll have to do a, a sort of review and recommendation of the documentary. It's called Side World: Colon Haunted Forests of England. I think so. Oh, Side World is like a, I guess the banner they're going to do multiple such documentaries under. Um, so I'll have to do a write up of that for Horrified magazine. But yeah, really enjoyed it, and I'm a big fan of their feature films. So check those out. Hex and The Droving, both widely available on digital platforms. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want to tell them what film we're watching tonight? So tonight, Matthew, (laughs) this is when I forget the name of it again, it is called, I know it's an Argento, what the hell is the name of it? No, you're going to have to do it. Suspiria. Suspiria. Oh, Suspiria. I kept thinking it was like Suspicious, you know, and I'm like, I know I'm going to get it wrong, so I was thinking it was like Suspicia. I can't, for some reason, it doesn't sit well. It makes me think of Insania. This is Insania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that classic tune. So, that, well, mm. classic tune, classic film. It's by Dario Argento. It's about a ballet school. It's actually a coven of witches. Mm. It is definitely a classic. It was remade recently. Yes, I noticed that in 2018. And I have seen a scene from that on YouTube, oh. which is one of the most... Horrible scenes I've seen in a horror film. Oh. So it'd be, I'd be really interested to see if there's like a, a direct equivalent of that scene. Oh, okay. Or whether they just added an X extra. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. So I, I'll tell you what the scene is. Okay. It's basically somebody who's doing a ballet dance and it keeps cutting to her and a, a woman who's on her own in a studio. But obviously this is some kind of magic dance because every time the ballerina does like, um, a particularly bold move, like it's like a sort of voodoo dance where the woman who she's doing it on, like a bone breaks or something. So she's getting oh. beaten around by an invisible force, but like really, really beaten to the point where, you know, bones are breaking everything. Mm. It's bloody horrible. Grim. Yeah. 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 And it goes on for ages and like, well, as a, as a feat of special effects, it's superb. But I was just like watching it like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, you really feel a little bit ill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it yeah. was a bit much, to be honest. So it be really interesting to see if there's anything that horrible in the original version of Suspiria, mm. which is from the year... 77. Really? I think so. I'm quite confident of that. Feel free to check. Feel free to check yourself. No, no, watch it. That's excellent. Well done, Hannah. I think it's 77. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know a lot about We're it. not glossing over that. <laughs> How do you know when it came out? Have you done some homework? No, I haven't really done some homework, but I did have a quick look today more because I knew I'd forget the name of it and then I did anyway. So, but I had a quick look just because I just wondered, yeah, how old it was. Um, and, um, yeah, and I thought it was an Argento, but I wasn't a hundred percent. So I had a little look. Um, but I didn't realize it was all, it's almost like part of three films. I didn't know that. Yeah. I think there's like another two that I don't know if it's a case of, um, they fit together in terms of it's like, you know, you know, one is like one, one's a sequel, one's a prequel. I don't think it's that. I think they're all just kind of of a similar right. vein. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not 
The Lord of the Rings. No. It's more like the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. Yes. I yeah, think that's, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Like thematically so related. Yeah. So I was quite interested, actually, and um, I didn't do any more research than that, really, but I was interested, actually, to see what the others are about as well. What are they about? I don't know, because I haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> However... <laughs> If we like this one, I may well do. So I am very, very familiar with that precisely calibrated amount of interest, which doesn't lead to action. Yes. I think I spend most of my life in that state of engagement. I think I do. I go, that'd be interesting. But then I think, "Uh, I don't want to read about it, really. I'd probably rather (laughs) just watch the film. And I'm not going to do that right now. So Is that very mild sort of, I wonder what that's like. Yeah. I'll never know. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Off to I, make a sandwich or something. I think if this, if we do really enjoy this, I will have a little look and see, um, yeah, what the others have to offer. But have, I, you, have you ever seen a, a G Alley by Dario Argento? I haven't. I'm, a, I, I'm, I mean, he's very famous. I was aware of him, yeah. but um, I've never seen any of his work. No, yet. me neither. And that's why we're doing a horror podcast. Exactly. Yeah, to I, discover films we've not seen before. Well, yeah, exactly. Which yeah, is yeah. brilliant. It's what we love doing. But yeah. um, I think it's in Italian. It's in Italian. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But weirdly, from my very brief bit of research, I think potentially some of it was in English and then dubbed. Into Italian? Yeah, which is weird. Wow. Because one of the actresses is either English or American. I can't remember which, probably American. So it might all get a bit Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to have a look. We'll have to see if we can see um, if anyone looks like they're talking English. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm surprised at that. But. Huh. So we don't know much about this other than, sorry, hiccuping. We don't know much about this other than a very, very high level description of the plot. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm really excited about it because it's meant to be a classic. I've heard of it all my life. Um, I think <laughs> it's like nonstop. You can't get away from it. Yeah, I know. Bloody hell, just stop it. I've heard enough. <laughs> don't like jello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it sound like my mum was rocking my crib. Yeah. Sort of cooing lullabies about Suspiria. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I've heard about it for a long time, maybe not my whole life. No, yeah, I know what you mean. I, it's, yeah, I've always been aware of it. I've just, yeah, never really looked into it. So, yeah, it'd be a good one to watch tonight. So shall we have a little shuffle in the trailer? Let's do it, yeah. And then prepare ourselves for our first ever viewing of the film. Okay, trailer first. Well, it was a very quick trailer. It was one heck of a trailer. It was. Also, can I speak Italian? Because I understood every word of that trailer. So so did I. (laughs) So did I. Although, I I think that was just a voiceover. It was just voiceovers, so it may be that when we watch the film... I think that's probably the case. I don't think I've touched the Rosetta Stone recently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it started off with a woman with her back to the camera Mm. and somebody sort of in a sing-song voice doing a little poem while combing her hair. Yeah. And the woman turned around and her face was just a skull. And then we saw what was presumably the protagonist of the film screaming, running around brightly coloured interiors. Almost looked like a stage set. Yeah. 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 Running yeah. around. I felt smashing more glass than she needed to. <laughs> smashed an awful lot of glass yeah. as she ran around screaming. There was one bit where she sort of screamed and flailed through a pane of glass. And then she sort of came back out 
and flailed and screamed through the pane of glass next to it. Yes, yeah, it's like that was on purpose. <laughs> Her direction then as an actress was, I want both panes of glass smashed. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, even if that means zigzagging in quite an unnatural way. <laughs> and nothing was really chasing her either, so she was just <laughs> flailing around. I also liked that every few seconds the title Suspiria kept coming up in Silly Putty with the guy going, Suspiria, be did afraid you, of Suspiria. Did you notice, though, so you say Silly Putty, mm. did you notice it had veins? Oh, no. So they'd sort of done the letters to try and evoke, like, um, a pulsating heart. Oh, that was wasted on me. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about Morph and Silly Putty. Well, no, it did look a bit like, um, I was thinking of those balloons you make animals out of. Oh, yes. But after a while, because they kept flashing all around, you say, I noticed that it had veins in it. So I think it was like, and because it was pulsating, I think it it was maybe like a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But... My favourite bit has to be the announcer's bold claim at the end. Nothing is more upsetting than the last 12 minutes of Suspiria, except for the first 92. So, if I understand correctly, that mm. means there's a bit of a fall-off towards the end. <laughs> yeah, I think... Actually, that's a good point, yeah. Because when he first says it, you think, oh, it's going to be terrifying, the last 12 minutes, and then you're like... Oh, so maybe the end shit. <laughs> yeah, so the last 12 minutes are less upsetting than the films yeah. are. Yeah. Also, I said upsetting. It may have been terrifying. It was something along those lines. But I may <laughs> miss that bit. Terrifying would have made more sense. It probably was terrifying. Yeah. I think upsetting, I upsetting is a bit like... <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think, it, no, I think it was terrifying, truth be told. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, what a random boast. Random claim. I guess we know exactly how long it is now. Yeah. 104 minutes. Well, yeah. Unless he's got it wrong. Yeah, It's yeah. <laughs> like a middle bit that's not too upsetting, but also not very upsetting. So just somewhere in the middle. But yeah, I'm, I'm presuming that's how long it is. Yeah, it told us very little about the plot. Didn't tell us anything about a ballet school. No, nothing well, nothing about that. It was literally just a woman running around sort of... um Almost Scared. like German expressionist... Mm. weird film sets screaming her head off and and in the end she comes out of a cupboard all like sliced up with a knife yeah yeah, yeah that's a bit weird but that was it really that yeah. bonkers yeah so that has yeah. told me nothing about this film nor me but it looks interesting put it that way I'm really excited to see it me I think too. we're going to have a great time I think it's going to be exciting and a bit funny Yes, I think we'll we'll chuckle at bits of it as we definitely, did when definitely. the skull turned around. <laughs> um, in fact, I'd be very surprised if I give it any less than five stars because I think it's just going to be an experience like none other we've ever had. Yeah, I think it might be quite sort of avant-garde, just a bit different. Well, maybe. Hope it's not too avant-garde. It's hard to say from that trailer. I'm thinking might be quite a bit but it's hard I mean trailers don't always you know are not always a true expression of the film so we'll see I'm going to go for a four okay well only one thing left to do and we actually have to watch the film let's do it find out what the heck it's about okay everyone we'll see you on the other side with our review of Suspiria Suspiria yeah Do you know who I feel sorry for? 
Go on. Francesca Roberti. Oh, who is that? Name that jumped out at me from the credits. Mm. She was in charge of script continuity. (laughs) (laughs) And that must have been one heck of a gig. Oh, what a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everyone, we're back. Well, what's an interesting film? Yeah. Yeah, this doesn't bode well for a podcast. I'm almost a little speechless. Me too. Um, I'm not quite sure what I've just seen. No, that was extraordinary. Yeah. You know what, though? Mm. I bloody loved it. Did you? I I don't know. I enjoyed it. Ah, Yeah, maybe that's the word. I enjoyed it. I thought it was was fun. I thought it would be better. Really? Yeah. My main issue with it was I loved... There was a lot I loved about it. Yeah. I thought it was a bit sloppy, though, in places. Yeah. And that's what, for me, was slightly disappointing. Okay. I, I like the I like the style of it. I like the weirdness of it. Yeah, I loved all the colours. Yeah, all the deep reds. And, yeah. Well, yeah. all the colours, they're amazing. How it was filmed was incredible. In fact, one thing I think it did superbly... Was just capturing that feeling of otherworldliness. Yeah. Otherworldliness. Yeah. Can't even say the word. Um, otherworldliness. Ness. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it starts right at the beginning when she's in the airport. Yeah. And it's got that shot of her walking towards the camera and it's quite normal. Yeah. And then it cuts to the storm outside, mm, like that she's seeing in the distance. The, yeah, yeah, the exit. And then that eerie music starts. Then it cuts back to her and there's no music. Mm. And then it cuts back to the doors again and the storm and the eerie music. And you almost feel like the minute she walks out that door yeah. into Freiburg or Germany, wherever mm. she is, she's going, you know, she's going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. She's going to... She, she's immediately there. Yeah, yeah. And the the way that she's stuck in that storm trying to get a taxi to pick her up, it feels really uncomfortable. Like, you can imagine how that feels. It's just like the rain is relentless. She can't get anyone to pick her up. Yeah, yeah, And then she, the taxi driver is not particularly polite or kind to her. No. And then when she gets to the place that she's going... The dance academy. The dance academy. They basically tell her to piss off. <laughs> and she sees an upset dancer leaving yeah. in a state of agitation. And then she has to get back in the taxi because they won't let her in. And as she's driving off, she sees that woman running through the woods, which is yeah. a very eerie scene. But it's all just really uncomfortable. Yeah, from, yeah. From, like, from her leaving the airport, it, yeah, yeah. it's always uncomfortable from there on in. Um, the minute she's out of that airport, you feel like she's through the looking glass. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, yeah, almost like, yeah, she's stepping into fantasy land. Fantasy land, that's what yeah, it's yeah. like. Yeah. And that, that, I think, is what the film is great at, is making... You know, it doesn't just feel like they're walking around normal Germany. It feels like they're in that fantasy land. It's as much a fantasy land, I think, as it... There's parts of it made me think of um, the film Labyrinth, um, which is... You obviously have, in that film, you have the reality of the world, but then when they go into the labyrinth, it's very otherworldly, and it because it's just so strange and so different. And I felt that, like, the Dance Academy was a bit like that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so weird. It's like, everyone in it is weird. Yeah. All that you said, all the colours are really striking. Especially Alfred. Alfred was weird. Yes, a weird little, what would you call him? Like Little a, Lord Fauntleroy. Yeah, like a, he's from another time. And all the colours are all 
re- like so deep and rich yeah. and striking and everything's over the top. Everything's a bit dramatic. And yeah, that made me sort of think of films, films like The Labyrinth, just very different. But you, it wasn't as good as you thought it would be. What would you give it stars wise? No, I, mm, it's a difficult one for me. I think three because I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was very different and yeah. I like how unique it was. Really enjoyed that. But I think they could have done a better plot. I think some of the, the, the plot, the um, dialogue was quite sloppy and quite, I think, they, they, I felt like they were onto something with a story and they could have made that better. Shit, my minstrels have fell over. <laughs> and I think just as I felt like we were starting to uncover something and it was starting to get interesting, they finished it. Yeah. And I oh, they finished like, it quite oh. abruptly. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll definitely get onto the plot in a sec. Yeah. I'm giving it this at least four. Mm-hmm. It definitely... I mean, I get the impression these Gialli films were never the most polished films, but I just felt that this had a really visceral something yeah. that kept me entranced throughout. I absolutely loved it. Loved the experience of watching it. A lot of it we were laughing at because a lot mm. of it was either bonkers or badly done. But there was just something about it which had a real ring of not truth, but just I don't know. It just it was just like oh yeah, I was sat there thinking oh yeah, I can see why people are still talking about this guy. Oh, and his yeah. films decades later. It made me want to see more of his films. Yeah, having me never too. seen one. The style is very, very different. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, the score as well is relentless and quite um it was hard a- going in a weird way but it but in a good way it was almost as much a musical experience as it was a film yeah so shall we so you're quite good it was weird it was a weird score it was by a band called the goblins mm. working with dario argento so do you want to do the chimes yeah okay go on what the yeah the, yeah the main the main theme dun, from dun, 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 dun. Keep going. (laughs) We're going to do... Because the people at home, if they've not seen the film, they need to know what the music's like. And that that theme kept playing. It was this eerie, quite beautiful music. And then somebody had got hold of a microphone. And it it must be like, watch this, lads. This would be great. This would be really scary. I'm just going to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way through, all the way through. And the the first time I heard it, I was sort of trying not to laugh, but after a while, it just felt right for Suspiria. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I actually like that about it that it felt quite harsh and quite like brain hurting. Mm. Uh, that's the weird, weird way of describing it, but yeah, but you it, look a bit brain hurt. Yeah, but I think it that was a good that was a good thing about it. I liked that, and the same with the intense colours. Uh, it was yeah, that was really good, and that really worked for me. So well. should we talk about the plot then? Yeah, oh, we need Francesca Roberti. <laughs> Where is she when you need her? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she went on the set of Suspiria. <laughs> <laughs> Script continuity. Checking out the window. <laughs> Yeah, so we, obviously we've discussed that she, there's a young girl, 
She's go. She's uh, been accepted at a dance academy. So she arrives in Germany and makes her way to the dance academy, which in itself is a beautiful red and gold building. Actually, is it Germany? I suppose it could be Austria or... They speak German. The locals speak uh, yeah, German. Yeah, I, I, I felt it was Germany, but I don't know why I thought that particularly. Okay, carry on. Yeah. The beautiful building. It yeah. Is a great building. Oh, absolutely stunning. And so she arrives at this building, but immediately it's all a bit strange. Because um, like we mentioned, one of the students is sort of crying and screaming and runs off into the woods. And so she has to go off and spend the night elsewhere. Um, and then in the meantime, we are sort of following the girl who's running into the woods and we see her... And she goes to what I assume is her sister's house. Yeah, they're, they're definitely relatives. Yeah, yeah. Somebody she's close to enough that she can turn up at her house in a state in, in a the state. middle of the night and be given a place to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, what kind of unfolds after that is that both of the sisters um, become killed by some kind of force, quite dramatically killed. In that the young dance student is basically ends up hung from the ceiling, from the, the really tall ceiling, and her sister becomes impaled by some of the glass and pieces of the roof from the ceiling. And it's all really dramatic and quite graphic. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was a great yeah, scene. Yeah, really great scene. Um and then so after that we kind of go back to the dance studio. And they're talking about the fact that this this girl has been killed, and obviously we we're sort of following around the new the new student who's arrived from America, and she it's all quite weird from the start. Everyone's very intense. Um, it's very over the top. She's kind of trying to just find her feet in the school, but pretty much immediately, I think they start to poison her. We don't really know what's going on at the time, but she yeah. becomes very weak. And she sort of um, ends up fainting. And then she's sort of under their control in that they are feeding her this wine. Yeah. It's clearly doing the something doctor, to her. The doctor, the evil doctor, yeah, um, prescribes her a limited diet, which includes a glass of red wine with every meal. And I guess because they're controlling everything she eats and drinks. Yeah, you're right. The, the mm. strong implication is they're putting something in the wine or they're drugging the wine. Um, yeah, carry on, sorry. Yeah, and then I think... Then we sort of are just following her. It's her and her her other American friend who is convinced that there's something strange going on in the academy. And what she suspects is that there's a coven of witches there. Yeah. And she suspects it has something to do with the directors. And the reason she suspects this is partly because they work out every night, the teachers and the directors all leave at half an hour like clockwork. But they realise when they're listening to their footsteps leaving... Doesn't sound like they're leaving because instead of the footsteps going left towards the exit, the front door, mm. they go right further into the building. Yeah. How how that turns to witches, I don't know. Well, so I think they're suspicious about how their friend died. Um, the girl who, the dance student who ran away, uh, they're suspicious about that because she had mentioned witches before she left. Oh, had she? Yeah, she yeah. mentioned her suspicions to her friend and. So the other friend became suspicious and started to follow the leads. So as well as that, um, other strange things are sort of happening. There is a piano, uh, a guy there, blind guy who plays the piano. And his dog, his like uh, guide dog, bites the young 
Ed, 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 Alfred. Alfred, sorry, Alfred, yeah. Or Albert, maybe. Yeah, the young... Little Lord Fauntleroy. Little Lord Fauntleroy chap. And then after that, um, his dog ends up getting possessed. That's what it seems to be. Again, strong implication. Strong implication, and the dog ends up killing him and eating him to an extent. So, yeah, there's a lot of suspicious stuff going on. Um, Then it kind of comes to a head. I think the friend, um, the other American girl, has kind of worked out that actually, yeah, this is what she's dealing with. And then they come after her, and she ends up in, in trying to escape really badly. So to be fair, also being pursued really badly. Re- yeah, actually. So th- this was a scene that had mixed success, I think, because <laughs> she, she's running away from someone who's pursuing her with a, a cutthroat razor, I think. Yes. And she shuts herself in a room and puts like a, you know, like one of those simple locks that's just a okay, metal thing that slides down. Thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So her pursuer puts the mm-hmm. puts the razor in the crack of the door. So she can lift, yeah, lift, lift the, the lock off. Now, to me, that's split second of a job. Yeah, put it in, lift it off. Up, yeah, yeah, yeah. And for some reason, instead, she's just sort of ineffectively wafting the, the razor. <laughs> like, and it's obvious that if the actor wanted to, they could. She could just open yeah. the door, it's but no they've got to drag it. Out. Yeah, yeah, they've got to drag it out to make it. Um, but the other weird thing now on. So that's bonkers enough. But on the other side of the door, the girl who's running away. Now, if I saw that, I'd think I've got some options here. In the heat mm. of the minute, I'd have maybe got my shoulder against the door, so I'm helping close it, even if they unlock it. I might have just looked for something to just bash the bloody thing that's coming through the door. Anything. Oh, yeah. Could have done anything. Yeah. Instead, she just very slowly backs away, watching in horror as the person takes fucking ages <laughs> to unlock the door with this cutthroat razor. <laughs> And then she she goes on this mad escapade. Oh God! Uh, I couldn't take the piling up of the <laughs> of the boxes against the window because there's a tiny oh. window out of reach. She's going to yeah. climb through it, but to get to it, she's got to pile up some boxes to get on the boxes so she can reach the window. I I could not cope with this. So she's got basically three or four boxes. She's got one which is a great big giant chest, almost like a small. Uh, like a small chest, but still pretty big. Bigger than a bedside cabinet. Yeah, bigger than a bedside cabinet. And then she's got quite a large box after that. And then like a, a very small cardboard box sort yeah, of situation. Yeah. Or a couple of cardboard boxes. So About the size of a hat box. Yeah. So what she does is not put the chest first and stack everything on top. Oh, no, no. We get cardboard box first, followed by sort of... Followed by the, the slightly bigger box, and then she sticks the heavy chest right yeah. on top of those boxes. So of course, as she's trying to climb up it, they all slide. Yeah, and, and like, that little box at the bottom just crushed, instantly flattens. Crushed. I was like, "Love, this is basic. Come on." Yeah, yeah. She kind of deserved to be killed at that point, to be honest. So that's her second mistake. So first of yeah. all, very very slowly backing away and squandering her opportunity mm. to stop her pursuer getting through the door. Then, frankly, incompetent, stacking up her boxes. Then she gets out the window. She gets out the window, and she's sort of pottering around on the roof, and she looks down and sees a load of razor wire Mm. and just casually jumps into it. Yeah, because that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. 
And then, of course, she can't get out of it. Yeah, yeah. So she's rolling around, shredding herself. Yeah. And then a pursuer comes and uh, cuts the throat. Cuts the throat. Yeah. But by that point, I'm kind of on their side, to be honest. So, yeah, so that's the end of The Friend. Um, but we still have our our kind of heroine. Susie. Amazing. Susie, yeah. And once that's happened, she wakes up in the morning and her friend has disappeared. So she's asking them all what's happened and where she's gone. Nobody nobody really knows. They've just said that she left. She got in a car and left. Yeah. Um, she, but she's really suspicious at this point. And then they all decide to go to the theatre. Like, oh, I missed that bit. Was I in the loo? Uh, maybe. Yeah, you might have been, actually. Yeah. So, so they all, they've all gone to the theatre, but no one tells her. And she's a bit miffed about this. Meaning that she then has time to explore the whole of the dance academy yeah. and work out where the directors and the teachers might be going after dark. Yeah, because she's been counting the steps, the footsteps, yeah. and the direction they go in. So she's basically pottering around counting her own steps. I just wondered why leave her alone. That was another bit that I was like, doesn't make any sense. If you don't want her to find out about your secret, don't leave her alone to wander the uh, dance academy. Yeah. Um, but her, she does. Her footsteps lead her to the sort of headmistress's office. And she's looking around thinking there must be another way out of here. I wonder why they could have just been gathering to be witches in the headmistress's office. Yeah, but maybe just in case someone oh, bursts oh, in and they true. need like another room. And then the words she heard from the girl who ran away right at the beginning of the film. As Pat. she was... Hmm? Pat. Pat? Yeah, that's her name, Pat. Pat. <laughs> also, it's Pat. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so... I know, I found that quite Such funny. a random name. But as she was running away, she she's like, I know your secrets. I've, I've, seen, I've seen what goes on behind the door. The coloured irises, the... The blue one that turns or something. Yeah. And as these words come back to Susie, she says, there's a mural on the wall. And there's some coloured irises and there's a blue one. I might have the colour on there. And yeah, she, that was right. she goes up to it and turns around and a secret door opens. She goes in and she finds the witches doing the coven. She's sort of furtively observing them. And the head witch is going, we've got to make that American bitch vanish. I don't know how Why? she'd upset them. Yeah, yeah I yeah. don't know. They um, loved her when she first came. She yeah. hadn't really done anything. No. We've got to make her vanish. Die, do you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> and um, then there's a sort of bit of a brief chase where they bring back her dead friend as a zombie mm. to try and kill her. She finds the original, presumably semi-immortal woman who founded the witchy dance academy. And actually, we're missing a bit there, aren't oh, we? Oh, sorry, because, ever. Well, well, I did, really. We went. So there is one point where she calls upon... Um, a friend of her friend, um, the other girl who's suspicious, and speaks to him about what, you know, their suspicions. And she ends up talking to him and another professor about... Because he's a psychiatrist, he's isn't he? He's a psychiatrist, yeah. And then another professor who's a specialist in witches. And they proceed to tell her about how the Dance Academy was founded. And it was founded by a woman who everyone believed to be a witch and someone who practised occult practices yeah. as well as dance randomly yeah. but you gotta have a hobby, <laughs> you gotta have a hobby yeah. so this was definitely a bit weird because like the first psychiatrist was you know oh it's not broken mirrors that cause bad luck it's broken minds you know mm. he's a pure rationalist and he says to her I want, I want you to 
meet Professor What's-His-Face, who specialises mm. in, you know, people who think they're witches. You might find it interesting. Mm. Uh, professor, do you mind telling my friend about witches? And he walks off. And I thought at this stage the professor would be like, oh, of course, you know, witches, he's just psychosis or whatever. And instead he's like, nah, yeah, witches. Bad, bad juju. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, he was the opposite like, of it. Yeah. He's like, you're a sceptic, my dear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like no, they're evil. Yeah. They're evil. They can yeah. really screw you up, witches. Yeah, which was quite <laughs> surprising, but nevertheless, he told her all about it. Um, so yeah, so then in the end scene, she basically finds the, the founder, like you said, the semi-immortal witch, sort of sleeping in like a bedchamber. Yeah. And she goes to try and kill her and she tries to, tries to stab her, but she sort of disappears. Goes invisible. Yeah, yeah, goes invisible. But then, in the end, she sort of becomes like a triangle. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like the, the outline of her becomes visible. <laughs> yeah. And she's sort and of like cackling in glee because Susie's about to get killed by the zombie. Susie realises she can see the outline of yeah. the invisible witch. And then... Stabs her with, a, like, a crystal quill from a peacock. <laughs> she did through the neck. Yeah, and all the witches start dying. Yeah. The building catches fire. Collapses. Susie manages to escape. For some reason, as she's walking away, <laughs> with it on fire behind her, she sort of smiles and pulls this little face as if to say, God, that was mental. <laughs> and then the credits roll. She seems quite pleased with herself. Yeah, it's, it's like, yeah. God, what, what a day. <laughs> roll credits. Crazy. Crazy. And I, and to be honest, that's probably really confusing. But it, it's quite a hard plot to explain. Yeah, yeah. Because I really think with this one, more than a lot of the films that we watch, you'd have to see it to understand. Because we can explain the plot, but I think it is just a very unique, unusual film. And I really think you have to see it to kind of get what we're explaining, really. Yeah, absolutely. I quite like the actress who played um, Susie. She had this sort of very soulful hangdog face mm. where she had these sort of big, sad eyes. She looked a bit like a cross between Christina Ricci and Emma Watson. And she just had this... I can't even describe her voice. Like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, well, well, they all did. They all spoke a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, and oh, this, and the other dancers. God. Intense. Yeah, Dramatic, yeah. very over the top. When, when we first meet them and... um Miss Tanner is mm. showing Susie to the locker room. She opens the door and there's all these women there in her dance clothes. And one of them just sort of sashays up to the door and goes, Miss Tanner, I've been waiting to see you. <laughs> it's like, it's like, wow, dial it down. <laughs> I know, like you're a bit obvious there, love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, very intense. Although that died away as the film went on. Um, mm. That was very much like the first kind of few scenes, but then that was, they didn't really bother with that anymore. Because mm. I thought Olga, the the girl who's, they, she meets and she stays at her house when she's first there. Oh yeah, I thought she was going to be a baddie. I thought she was going to be more, be something, but mm. she just wasn't anything after that, um, after that she left her house. But yeah, um, where was I going with that? It almost set up at the beginning. A whole sort of mean girls thing. Yes, it did. Where you had the established clique of catty dancers. Mm. But actually, once they'd established, yes, this is a dance school, so there's other dancers around. 
It just sort of fell to the wayside. You didn't see a lot of dancing, really. No. No. Um, Yeah. So that was pretty much the plot. I think we probably summed the plot up fairly well. We've done our best. Yeah. I mean, it was a difficult one to to sum up. But Hannah was never bored. No, it was very visually... And captivating, really. I mean, it was, like, beautifully, beautifully made. But I just... Apart from the dubbing. Oh, the dubbing. What was the what was the dubbing? Like, I, yeah, yeah. Because when I read it, they had said that it was dubbed. But it wasn't dubbed in Italian. It was no. dubbed in English. Yeah, and a lot of the time you could see from the lips that the actresses were speaking English. Yeah, but I think they were dubbed. I think uh, the English actresses must have been dubbed as well. Oh, yeah, that wasn't their voice. No, it was very weird. But, like, Susie would say something like, uh, Oh, Miss Turner, uh, <laughs> I'm just wondering what's going on. And you could see that that's what the actress was saying. So why did they dub it? Well, that was why I was... I think I've realised a bit more now what that little bit that I read. They dubbed... Because it had said they dubbed the American... The lead... The American lead's voice. But I didn't realise they dubbed it in English. I just assumed they dubbed it in Italian or German or something. Well, do you know what I wonder if it is? Maybe all the actresses were speaking English, but in Italian accents. And they didn't like that. And they wanted to dub it with... You know, different. Well, I th- I imagine it was a mix. I think that's probably the issue. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to read up a bit more about that, though, because that was just so weird. Um, yeah, because some of them clearly weren't speaking English and some of them clearly were. So that was interesting. Um, yeah. I, but my issue, my main issue, it's like a lot of things. Like, why do they neglect the plot in these movies? Like, make something beautiful. Give it a, like, just, you know, do your plot properly. Because I just thought that was a bit sloppy. And yes, okay, the story made sense. But I just felt like we kind of got to slightly know what what everything was about. You know, what was going on, what might be going on. We were introduced to the fact that there might be this witch, or that was the kind of the cause of everything. It was all over too quickly. You know, you say the cause of everything. Even if they're witches, I still don't understand why they were killing people. No. And why was that little kid there? Albert or Alfred or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, because he looked... He was a weird-looking... He was like that... Not a sailor outfit, but something very anachronistic. Yeah. Why are they killing With a bowl, all these... bowl cut. Yeah, bowl cut and a little, like, like bow tie. And it was like, why are you killing all these people? Like, what... Yeah, we never really got behind that. Like, why did they start drugging her when she arrived? I don't know. And... It would have made sense if it had been like they were doing it for sacrifices or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something. And maybe they were. That wasn't really brought out. Um, So I just thought it was a shame that it was such a beautifully made film and so original, but the plot just was sloppy. Do you know, that wouldn't surprise me, though, if that is a feature of Gialli. Because they're all about... So I think they're all about sort of lurid spectacle and Mm. shocking events, I think probably a lot of them don't have, you know, don't hang that off the most (sighs) developed plots. Maybe. Maybe. But I'm not an expert on Gialli. No. But, yeah, you know. Before we go to Rotten Tomatoes, Mm. would you like to do a funny quiz? I would love to do a funny quiz. Okay, let's have a jingle, and then we'll do a funny quiz.
All right, Han. Are Ooh. you ready? I am ready. For a funny quiz. Better be funny. <laughs> I hope it is. I hope it is. Based around... I better uh, be splitting my sides. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure at all. So, as always, our funny quiz is based around movies with punning titles, horror movies, uh, some of which I might have cheekily made up myself. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, start you off with an easy one. I'm going to read you the plot summary from IMDb. Okay. A woman from a cursed family is released from a mental facility and soon dismembered corpses start turning up. All right. So that's the summary. Is the name of the film Cursed Among Equals, <laughs> Corpse Red-Handed, <laughs> A Night to Dismember, Ooh. Psycho What You Did Last Summer, <laughs> or Did I Make It Up? <sighs> what was number two again? Corpse red-handed. Corpse. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to be annoyed. And three? A night to dismember. Oh, I'm going to go with the number one because it was the, the most unfunny. <laughs> Cursed among equals. Yeah. Well, no, I made that one ah! myself. <laughs> and I just insulted you. But yes, you did. The name of the film was A Night to Dismember. It is a real oh. film. It is a real I would film. Have got, I was going to go for that and then I thought, no, that's quite funny. Uh, oh, well. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Question two. Here's the uh, plot summary from IMDb. Three students decide to use a Ouija board to contact their dead landlord, Gilbert, brackets, Keith Chegwin. <laughs> okay. Whose voice has somehow manifested on a 30-year-old cassette. Claire, a would-be influencer has the bright idea of putting the whole seance on social media, including a live stream on Twitch. Is it called Live Scream? <laughs> Follow us on social Ouija. <laughs> the Claire Twitch Project. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> What's tweeting Gilbert's tape? <laughs> or did I make it up? Oh, well... Isn't Keith Chegwin dead? Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not all they're not all new films. To be fair, yeah. Um, I mean, I think those last two fitted so well. I'm going to go with. I think you made it up. I did make it Yay! up. <laughs> the Gilbert. What was it? What's tweeting? What's tweeting Gilbert's, Gilbert's tape? tape? That is oh, brilliant Lovely stuff. Genius. All right, you've got ten p in the prize yes. fund, Han. Okay, next question. Four actors. This is the plot summary of IMDb. Yeah. I mean, you know the format. The I guys know it. at home. Don't well, worry. Actually, guys, you know it. Yeah, they know. We're all good. Four actors compete for the role of Jesus a black revolutionary, a bisexual hippie, a Jew, and a feminist. When all four are rejected, they hit the road on badass motorcycles, bound for glory in New York City. But when a run in with a gang of Elvises ends in murder, they find themselves taken prisoner in a little town called Jackville where folk don't take kindly to blasphemers. The Jesus is full prey to an evil conspiracy that can only lead to the apocalypse. Is the name of the film Halter Christ? Christ on a bike? <laughs> Classic. <laughs> gory, gory hallelujah. Armageddon out of here. Or did I make it up? 
Well, for a start, it sounds like a great film. I'm going to go with, because I so want it to be this, <laughs> Christ on a Bike. <laughs> no, it's called Gory, Gory, Hallelujah. Ah. It is a real film, though, so you've still got 10p in the prize fund. Ah, well, it should have been Christ on a Bike. <laughs> it should have been Christ on a Bike. Okay, next film from IMDb. When she does her back in for the umpteenth time, Deborah decides to try a new physio. Brackets. Keith Chegwin. <laughs> There's a theme. She's surprised to learn that he does a sideline in exorcisms. Doubly so when he explains that three of her lower vertebrae have been possessed by a ghost. Is the name of the film. Back from the Dead. Oh, God. <laughs> There's some favourites in these. <laughs> the Aching of Deborah Logan. <laughs> Class. <laughs> Paranormal Bactivity. Oh, well done. <laughs> Spinal Destination. <laughs> or did I make it up? Oh, oh, it's a tricky one. I'm going to go with you made it up. I did make it up. Oh, 20p yes. in the prize fund. That's not a real Some film. Some great titles there, though. Okay, are you ready for the quick fire round? Yeah, I oh. am ready. I love a quick fire round. Let me get my spreadsheet. Let me get my spreadsheet that will mark it automatically so I don't have to worry. Okay, so this is context-free. I'm just going to bombard you with the names of films, and you have to say if they're real or not real. Okay. So it's going to be a mixture of real films and ones I've just made up. I don't know why I said that with a really, like, concentrated look on my face, like, we've never done this before. (laughs) Is that right? Okay, Han, think, think. Well, you're going to... Yeah, I know. It's all right. I'm good. You are going to have to think. nerves. There's some really hard ones in it. Nerves. Nerves. Well, we've got 20p riding on it. I know, right? Yeah, we need to boost that prize fund. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Milfs versus zombies. True. Fighting trousers. (laughs) False. There's something in the cheese. True. Insania. True. Bloody diarrhea. False. Teacher shortage. False. Don't fuck in the woods. True. (laughs) Mother, may I sleep with danger? True. Hanako of the Toilet. False. <laughs> chainsaw Consultant 3, Nuclear Chainsaw. True. Keith Chegwin, Active <laughs> Shooter. True. The Incredible Shrinking Sauna. True. Hot Wax Zombies on Wheels. True. The Cream Cheese Killer. False. Santa Claus, colon. Serial Rapist. <laughs> True. Right. Now, I should have said at the start, in order to get the point for this round, you have to get more than half of them right. Yeah, don't worry, that's the usual format. Yeah, oh. there's 15, 15 films. Let's see how many you got right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You were one oh, short. I felt I wasn't doing well this week. Okay, do you want to hear what the, the true ones yes, are? Yes, please. Milfs versus Zombies. Yeah. Bloody Diarrhea. Ooh. Do you want to watch that? No. Or have it. Or have it, either, yeah. really. Teacher shortage. I know, it's <laughs> Don't fuck in the woods. Yeah. Mother, may I sleep with danger. Whatever that means. Yeah. Whatever that means. Hanako of the toilet. <laughs> uh, I should have known that was too random not to be true. Yeah. Hot wax zombies on wheels. And Santa Claus, serial rapist. Yeah, crazy. I don't 
didn't want to watch that, but I sort of do just because. <laughs> it like, sounds horrible. It sounds me. awful. I think I'd be like, oh, quite, I'd be pretty disturbed. But also, I want to know who, you know, what that's all about. I might have to just watch that one. And, yeah, I hate oh, to say it, you know. I think- I think the title's quite quite self-explanatory. going to be it, but why? <laughs> why Santa? Yeah. What happened? I have no idea. Ugh. So Han, you're going you're going into the um the very last question. Yeah. You've got twenty p in the prize fund. You're either going away with twenty p or you're going away with nothing. Oh. It all rides on this one question. It's not multiple choice. Okay. It's straightforward. I read you the description of the film. I give you the name of the film. Yeah. It's true or false? Is it a real film? Okay. You make it up? With you. I might struggle with this one because it's quite long. You could try and keep a straight face. I might actually struggle with the first three words. Okay. Okay, are you ready for the description of the film? Yeah. <laughs> Keith Cheggers Chegwin <laughs> is a household name and has been at the top of his game for nearly 40 years. He's an all-round entertainer and has lived with us via our TV screens on Swap Shop as kids through to GMTV as parents. He is undoubtedly a national treasure. Agreed. The year is 2010, and hidden away in a dark, <laughs> a damp, dark and blood-stained cellar is a stranger, a man, a figure in the dark, someone we'd rather not know. He sits through the small hours torturing himself watching Swap Shop on Fast Forward over and over again. In the corner, a man is bound and gagged in a cage while being subjected to archive TV clips of Keith Chegwin. The stranger is on an evil crusade. What is this unhealthy obsession with Keith Chegwin? Is the stranger plotting to kill our much-loved Keith? How safe is Keith? How long before the stranger fulfills his obsessive desires? That's the description okay. of the film. Wow. Now, the name of the film is Kill Keith. And you might be thinking that's not a pun. Mm. But I'm counting it as a pun. Because if you imagine the iconic poster for Kill Bill... Yeah, it's like that. ...with the yellow jumpsuit and the samurai yeah. sword... It's exactly like that, except instead of the Thurman, it's Cheggers. <laughs> so 20p's riding on this hand. Is this a real oh film or did I just God. make this up? This is really difficult because you slipped Cheggers in a few times and they've not been real films. But was that because this one is or is it just another made-up Cheggers film? It's, to be honest, it sounds like an incredible film. I'm going to go with it's the true film. Han? It's not. You've won 20p. Yes! <laughs> Look at it on your phone. Just Google How Kill Keith. It's the most bizarre film I've found How during my that, research. Actually, that's for I'm these quizzes. That is just, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking otherwise. Where's all this Keith Chegwin stuff come from? But yeah, yeah. Wow. What is this unhealthy obsession Especially, you're yeah. thinking with Keith Chegwin? I've, I've got to watch that. I mean, what the hell? Let's try it. And everyone, gang at home, have a Google for Kill Keith. It is a real film. Have you found the poster? It's not lying. <laughs> oh, my God. Saw meets Richard and Judy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Jeez, that poster. Honestly, guys, just Google it just for that poster. Seriously, that is absolutely classic. Oh, wow. I'd be up for watching it. So would I. I think we've got to now. (laughs) This is too weird. Well, what a quiz that was. (laughs) That was (laughs) quiz-tastic. 
<laughs> so for Rotten Tomatoes, I reckon this is going to have 83%. Okay. I'm going to go 72. 72. Let's have a look, shall we? To the Tomatometer. I think we need a dedicated jingle for the Rotten Tomatoes. Well, like... Okay. <laughs> Trying to think of a song. Well, maybe, that sounded tomato-y. Maybe something catchy like. I wonder if the goblins are still touring. Oh, maybe. You never know. Well, that was quite a while ago. You're probably quite old now. Okay, so the tomatometer says. Drum roll, please. 65%. Bollocks. Wow. I thought it'd be higher than that. Ooh. Yeah, no, it is. It's not that. It's a, it's a different film. Oh, what I was it? Hold that thought. It is Suspiria, <laughs> just the other one. The, uh, the easy mistake to make. Uh, they are yeah. both called Suspiria. Do you know what Suspiria means? No. It means size. Like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> or like it's this big. <laughs> <laughs> the former. The former. Um, I think. I think it was inspired. I think it was inspired by uh, Suspiria de Profundis, which means size from the deep. And oh. I think it was um, some essays by Thomas is it Thomas De Quincey. Oh yeah, who yeah. like took opium and stuff and wrote. Yeah, yeah. I know he means makes a lot of sense. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's go to the. Sorry about that, viewers, listeners, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I think you'll be more pleased with this one. Okay, drum okay. roll, drum roll, please. Ninety-three percent. Ninety-three percent. There we go. And the audience. But just to take the trigger, I wouldn't have gone that high. <laughs> I know. Uh, the audience score is also high. Yeah. Eighty-three percent. That's what I said for the time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, there we go. Let's see. Let's see what the critics say. Yeah. Right. Let's start with some. I love this bit of the podcast. Tomatoes. Um. I oh, know. Me too. I mean, it's never gone. Without error, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's you know, it's fun. Okay, so Alexis Vesey, VC from Bitch Media says, "What makes Suspiria especially effective is how they use horror to make a point about educational institutions, enforcement of gender hegemony to interrogate conventional femininity." No, what <laughs> I wasn't expecting no. that to be honest. Disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Disagree with all of that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really think they were going to go there, but okay. Um, Adam Naiman from The Ringer says, What lingers is not a sense of evil, but exhilaration in how far Argento and his fellow filmmakers were willing to go to shock and delight. The movie's sheer exuberance is the cinematic equivalent of a blood transfusion. Wow. I agree with the sentiment. Mm. Maybe not the highfalutin wording. Yeah. Let's try Brian Eggert from Deep Focus Review. Whatever its downfalls of narrative and dramatically achieved emotion may be, Suspiria's technical and aesthetic composure overwhelms, astounds and shocks its place into the annuals of all horror, giallo or otherwise. I think that's fair. They they can't just say, it were re good. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a lot of what you're getting from the critics. Yeah. Should we have a little well, look at the audience? Well, let's have a splot. Oh, let's have a well, Yeah, who doesn't like one. it? Yeah. Oh, splodge. 
Tom Meek from Monthly Film Bulletin. And Tom says, Unhappily, Argento never summons the courage to abandon narrative completely, so the script is continually acting as a break while the visuals are driving forward to the next set piece. I don't think this film would have benefited from abandoning narrative completely. Absolutely. I massively disagree with you, Tom. Yeah. What what would it have been? A music video? You know? Jeez. So, no, we don't agree with you, Tom. Let's see what else we get. Do you know what? I never thought a critic would have watched that film and afterwards been like, if only only he'd completely abandoned narrative. First of all, (laughs) poor Francesca would have been out of a job. (laughs) So, David Nasser from Real Film Reviews is kind of more on my wavelength. All the visual artistry in the world can't compensate for a lousy script. Yes, David. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think I wouldn't quite go that far, but I'm I'm agreeing, you know, with the sort of thing he's saying. I mean, to be fair, you gave it three stars. I did because I enjoyed it. No, it's not a splodge by any stretch. It's definitely not a splodge, and I did enjoy it, and it's a is a beautiful piece of cinema. So, yeah. Right. Shall we see what the audience has had to say? Yeah. Or audience. Oh, naked. I'm boring. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, we've got one from the audience. Gorgeous, intense, haunting. It's like a moving work of art that you experience rather than struggle to find a conventional narrative in. It's mm. a classic for every horror <laughs> fan needs. <laughs> I love some of the audience ones. This is Alex A. Eh, it was okay. Started off strong, then like so many movies do, lost steam in the middle. <laughs> okay, thanks, Alex. <laughs> and Cat M was not happy about it. She says, I don't know what's more stupid, the movie or the reviews, not one single scare in it. For a horror film? No suspense, no thrills, nada, and not any feelings for anyone. <laughs> oh, wow, she, she disliked it so much, it's sort of... <laughs> Left her in a, an abyss of nihilism, emotional nihilism. But then the review after that, Ian P, says everything about this movie is perfect. So, I mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're all over the shop. Hang on, we so really are. What stars did he give it? One. No. Uh, f- five. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. If he'd given it that review and then given it four. No, no. I would have five. taken issue. Cat M only gave it a one. She was very disappointed. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it. but it's interesting. The audience reviews are more all over the place than the critics are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the consensus is that people really enjoyed it, so yeah. fair enough. I really enjoyed it. I, I really, I, I enjoyed it. It was beautiful to watch, but I was hoping for a little bit more. That's yeah, all. yeah. So, what would you like to watch next? Oh, we do this. We do. Should we get Glasby back? Well, I'm bringing Glasby back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we. We've done a classic. So oh, we'll actually, do no, good point, soon. good point. Um, but maybe we should either do an obscure low-budget one or just a modern... Or just a new one. Hollywoody one. Oh, no, we're going to do an Easter special. Oh, we are going to do an oh, Easter special. fools, not fools. Uh, okay, guys, right. we don't know what film we're doing next, but we're going to find an Easter-themed It will be film. an Easter special. It'll be, yeah. an, well, an Easter surprise, if you will. Yeah, yeah, So... Next film to be determined, something with an Easter theme. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just done for tonight. Brilliant. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. 
Don't get scared now. Dun, 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 dun. Dan, 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 dan,